The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The reigning American League Division champions head into 2020 with their sights set on bigger things. This is the show that keeps you plugged into that pursuit with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And here's your host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome once again to the Twins Hot Stove Show, which brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. I'm Chris Atterbury, and it's kind of a weird Wednesday for us here as far as the Twins Hot Stove Show is concerned. We are smack dab in the middle of Caravan Week, and Caravan has had a bit of a reconstruction this year, so a couple of legs just coming back to roost after being out on Monday and Tuesday, and I am actually in two places at once right now in Sioux Falls, South Dakota tonight, alongside Ari Adrianza, Brent Rooker, the great Tony Oliva, as we are just getting our leg of the Caravan underway. We will be tomorrow night in Mankato, playing uh, the Cato Ballroom, one of my favorite spots around Twins territory. Corey Provis, Burt Blylevin, Ryan Jeffers, Jake Cave, they are out as well. Also right in the middle of the build-up to Twins Fest. The gates will open here at Target Field at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon for the first of two days of Twins Fest. Saturday, the gates are open from 9 until 6. We look forward to seeing a whole lot of familiar faces throughout the course of Twins Fest. So because of that, we're in a little bit of a limbo here on Wednesday as we wait to jump on our caravan bus as we record this, and we wait for something that Twins fans are even more excited about than jumping on a caravan bus. That, of course, is the Josh Donaldson press conference. Chance for Josh, of course, to introduce himself to Twins territory. Now, we had hoped to have Josh in studio. Timing of that did not work out here today, uh, but uh, we are hoping to bring you the full press conference of Josh Donaldson here. For those of you who are podcasting this and listening at a later date, uh, you'll be able to hear the entirety of that press conference. Uh, we will edit it for time constraints, obviously, for our Twins Hot Stove show here tonight. Let's go ahead and get to some news and notes, though, because certainly a lot to talk about around the world of Major League Baseball this week. And some of it, some of it's even good news. So let's hit the typewriter. Love that sound. Again, it's the Twins Hot Stove show. Let's get to our baseball bulletin. And this week, Rob Manfred is smiling. And you know who Rob Manfred's favorite person in the world is right now? whoever the one writer is who didn't vote for Derek Jeter, because everybody is talking about Derek Jeter and Larry Walker into the Hall of Fame, and deservedly so for both of those outstanding baseball players. Jeter comes one vote shy of joining longtime teammate Mariano Rivera as what would have been just the second unanimous selection to the Baseball Hall of Fame. One person, so far anonymous, uh, did not vote for Derek Jeter, and much of baseball world is uh, so a Twitter over trying to figure out who and why and the calamity of it all that nobody is talking about the sign-stealing scandal, and I think Mr. Manfred and the boys in New York probably pretty happy about that. Derek Jeter, no shock. He's going to headline this class at the Hall of Fame. Larry Walker, one of my favorite guys. I have to confess, personal bias here on Larry Walker. Larry Walker is a guy uh, who could do it all. Gene Glenn told me, after managing Larry Walker in rookie ball, uh, that Larry Walker, he then of course saw him in the big leagues later on, was the finest five-tool player of his generation, and it's hard to argue. Everyone knows about the bat, but he could run, uh, he could hit for power, he could hit for average, uh, he could play defense, he had a big arm. Larry Walker was a gamer to the end, and Larry Walker uh, might be the first guy who was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame while wearing a SpongeBob shirt. Maybe. that We don't have all the research on that. Uh, but Larry Walker, Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame 
We look forward to the buildup to their enshrinement in Cooperstown throughout the course of the summer. One sad note, at least personally for me, uh, as far as the Minnesota Twins are concerned, this year at Target Field, we expect to see a lot of really great baseball, a lot of really great baseball players. One thing you will not hear, though, for the first time in 24 years at a Twins game is the voice of Jim Cunningham. Jim Cunningham, longtime friend, has been the uh, the game host here at Target Field before that at the Metrodome for many, many years. You may know him from his many acting gigs, from his other theater endeavors. He is one of the most talented men to ever ply his trade here at Target Field, regardless of what that trade was. And after 24 years, Jim Cunningham is calling it quits here with the Minnesota Twins. And he and his talent and his smile and his optimism will be dearly, dearly missed by all of us who had the great pleasure of rubbing shoulders with Jim Cunningham through the years. So, Jim, outstanding job, 24 years and rolling. So those are your, your baseball notes, your baseball bulletin. Uh, again, we're hoping to bring you the Josh Donaldson press conference in its entirety here uh, on the podcast version and in a condensed version on our Twins Hot Stove show here this evening. Right now, though, let's get back to our What's Brewing contest. We have a What's Brewing competition uh, every single week, and we invite you to play along uh, via Twitter, at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio. Our question last week uh, was about batting order, and we know fans love batting order, and we were not disappointed with the addition of Josh Donaldson. Of course, we couldn't call him that by name with Derek Falvey last week, but uh, with the addition of Josh Donaldson, we asked, what would your ideal Twins lineup look like in terms of the batting order? Now, there's a lot to take into account. The type of hitter, uh, who's pitching, uh, the new rules where relievers have to face at least three batters or get to the end of an inning where you don't want to stack up your lefties or righties necessarily. Uh, So here's the way Scott Lindholm uh, ordered his lineup. And Scott is going to be a winner of a Killebrew Root Beer prize pack this week, a loyal listener. We hear from him a lot. We appreciate it very much. And Scott lined it up this way. Luis Arise, top of the order, no surprise there. A lefty and a rise. Then you go with the switch-hitting Jorge Polanco. Then you've got Josh Donaldson bringing rain in the three-hole, followed by Nelson Cruz. A couple of righties back-to-back, but a couple of booming righties in the middle of any lineup. Now you go to the lefty and Max Kepler, who was so good in the leadoff spot last year, would often bat lower against left-handed pitching, but a guy who's versatile, power average throughout the lineup. Then Garver, Sano, a couple of 30 home run guys now are batting here in the 6-7 spot. So again, a couple of righties. The lefty, Rosario, batting in the number 8 spot, another 30 homer guy, and then Byron Buxton in the 9-hole to get it all started again. So Scott Lindholm with Arise, Polanco, Donaldson, Cruz, Kepler, Garver, Sano, Rosario, Buxton. That was his lineup, and Scott Lindholm is our winner in our What's Brewing competition. Now, we mentioned all those home runs at the bottom of the order, and that will dovetail nicely into this week's chance for you to win a Killebrew Root Beer prize pack from our friends at Killebrew Root Beer. Our What's Brewing question this week, and your way to play is at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio, is 530 home run players return for the Twins, and they add 37 home runs of Josh Donaldson. That's six guys in the lineup who each hit 30 or more home runs, in 2019. The question is, who hits the most home runs for the Minnesota Twins in 2020? Go ahead and tell us how many you think that's going to be. So of all those big bats, we're looking at Donaldson and Cruz and Kepler and Garver, Sano, Rosario, who leads the Twins in home runs in the 2020 season, and how many do they hit? You could have a What's Brewing package of uh, Killebrew Root Beer on your front step if you come up with the most compelling answer. So we again, we encourage you to play our game. And again, you can play our game uh, at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio.
We move along now on our Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Again, the Josh Donaldson press conference occurring here on Wednesday. We will share a condensed version of that when we return. That's coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. The leg kick and the 1-0 pitch, a swing and a drive, and there's another one. Towards the upper deck, and Donaldson to the wow. third level. And here it comes. He swings and launches again. <laughs> Rosario at the track, at the wall. The Twins cannot get him out. Donaldson homers again. First and foremost, I want to welcome everybody uh, here today. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming out today. This is a, a special day uh, for this franchise, uh, for for this organization, and certainly for Josh here uh, to my left. I, I, let me start off here with a little bit of uh, a few points of thanks and, and gratitude on the on the front end of this. Uh, I want to thank. Uh, first and foremost, uh, he's in here in the room somewhere, uh, Jim Polad and the Polad family for their uh, incredible support uh, with this organization. And uh, we all know what the Twins territory means to the Polad family. And uh, I just want to say thank you on behalf of our, our organization and the baseball operations group on, on behalf of Thad and myself and Rocco for, for continuing to support our vision around uh, where we go as a baseball operation. This doesn't happen without ownership support. Uh, second, I want to thank Danny Lozano. Da Danny, who is uh, Josh's agent and representative, uh, has been doing this a long time. I want to thank you for your partnership in this conversation and, and bringing Josh to the, to the Twin Cities. This doesn't happen without your support and your group's support, and I, I want to thank you for everything you've done uh, to help get Josh here today. Um, and third, I want to thank Thad Levine, our baseball operations group, and everyone within our, our baseball department who helped uh, bring this together uh, and the organization as a whole to, uh, to make this day happen uh, in this room today. Uh, I also want to, anyone who's been around the Twins long enough knows that uh, the Twins are, are quite a bit about family, uh, and we talk about the Twins family quite a bit. And when you sign a player or you bring anyone in, whether it's a front office member, uh, someone we hire in our, our group, uh, a player, a coach, you become part of the Twins family. And to, uh, to Josh's mother, Lisa, and to his girlfriend, Brianna, uh, I want to say welcome. Welcome to the Twins family. Uh, along with Josh, you, you come right along with it, and you're a part of our family here going forward. So thanks for being here, and, uh, and, and we welcome you. Uh, I, I just, I'll be really brief on the front end of this around Josh. You know, from a distance, uh, we all admire the accomplishments on the field. It, it's really easy to know why you uh, are attracted to someone like Josh. And, and when we went into this offseason, our goal was to find a way to impact this team in a significant way and find ways to, to improve upon a club that we felt was really talented, that it had some success last year, but had a chance to continue to take even more steps forward. And as we went through that, there's a really small subset of players in free agency uh, and, and even through trade that you can acquire that have that kind of impact. And I think in, in Josh Donaldson, we most certainly have found that. It's easy to talk about his accomplishments on the field. Uh, I don't need to rehash that here. You all know that. But what really stands out and what drew us to him over time was just his tenacity, his passion for the game, his ability to elevate every one of the players around him uh, on a daily basis. I mean, this guy is a winning baseball player through and through. We feel very fortunate to have him. He had choices in the free agent market, as, as you would expect for a player of this caliber. Uh, and he chose to come here to Minnesota and be a part of this organization. And I can say that, uh, Josh, officially, welcome to the Minnesota Twins. We're excited to have you. We're excited to have you be a big part of what we're doing in 2020 and beyond. So I guess this is my turn. Josh, right this ahead. is your turn. This is my turn. <laughs> and I, obviously, I want to thank uh, the poll ads and my family, girlfriend, friends, agency, um, Rocco, Derek, Thad, everybody that was a part of this. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have been involved with uh, this moment today and uh, the sacrifices that have been made, you know, from 
when I was in high school in baseball until now. Um, you know, it's just really one of those moments to, you know, this is what I've been playing my entire life for, to be a part of a, a great organization is this, to the sacrifices that have been made to allow this opportunity to come to fruition today. And, uh, you know, looking at afar from the team that we, that I saw uh, as a visiting player, uh, the amount of ability that was here, um, you know, the, the love and exuberance for the game, and really just an overall talented team that was, you know, tough to play against. And obviously that drew me to wanting to be a Minnesota twin. Um, you know, looking over the course of your career, there's moments that stand out uh, for me. And, you know, being my first All-Star game was in this stadium. Uh, you know, Derek Jeter's last All-Star game. Uh, to think about those moments and how it's come full circle to today uh, means a lot. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, not just helping this organization on the field, but helping this organization as a whole, um, developing younger guys, looking at uh, each and every way that we can to succeed on an everyday basis. And I think the more that you're able to get, I, there's plenty of information out there for younger guys, uh, but what it takes is guys that understand the information to help get, this, uh, get the message across to them and continuing to help these guys develop through their through their tenure uh, as a Minnesota Twin, and I'm looking forward to be a guy that can, you know, continue to establish other people, help other people, uh, because I know how much how special this moment today is for myself and my family, and for someone else to be able to experience this one day too. With that, we'll open it up for questions. Mike, Max. Josh, we hear about you playing with an edge, that, that you play with an edge and you bring that and maybe you'll bring that to younger players or to the clubhouse. When I say that, what does that mean to you? How do you interpret that, playing with an edge? I just, I enjoy winning. Uh, I think over my entire career, um, I've been pretty successful at doing that and establish an environment that's successful for winning. And ultimately, it comes down to competing. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed competing ever since I was you know, a very small child. And um, the other end of that is I don't enjoy losing. So and I want to do what it takes. And it's, you know, it's a long season. And sometimes, you know, people's feathers get a little bit ruffled. And that's okay. Uh, as long as you're not, as long as you're staying true to yourself, um, you know, that's what I enjoy to do. Josh, on your right, Lavelle. Josh, Lavelle Neal, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Um, I'm curious, uh, starter free agency, the period, the Twins did show some interest at the beginning. Did you view the Twins as a good fit at the time? Was that something that, as you learned more about the, the situation here, that you uh, saw what you could, saw that it could be work out here? That's a good question. Uh, I'm glad you asked it because, you know, when at the beginning there's a lot of interest that was being shown and I remember the Minnesota Twins in there. I think it was probably about a week or two. Uh, I called my agent, Dana, I said, hey, man, I want you to call the Twins and let them know that I, I want to be there. And, um, and I think it's a real opportunity for us. And there's a lot of things that, uh, for me, why, why it, it drew me here. Uh, I think the division 
sets up well being back in the American League, fits well. Um, you know, personal success in the stadium uh, has definitely been something that, you know, I was looking forward to uh, possibly um, being here one day. Uh, so, I mean, there was a lot of things that were already leaning me towards, you know, being here. I was just hoping that, you know, they felt the same way. And obviously, that, that's where we're at today. And it's, uh, you know, pretty special for all of us. Joe in the middle. Josh Schmidt, KSTP TV. Um, your power numbers are impressive, but maybe more impressive are the, the 100 walks. How do you find that balance as a power hitter to have the patience uh, to stand up there and take a walk? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely one of those things when you develop a reputation throughout the league. Um, you know, guys get a little bit uh, fearful of coming in the strike zone at times and being able to, um, you know, lay off some tough pitches as well. Uh, I think that comes with experience. I think that comes with developing game plans and um, really just, you know, having confidence and, and trusting yourself. Dan in the middle. Josh, Dan Hayes from The Athletic right here. Um, what did you want to hear from Rocco and Dad on the phone call um, December 12th or whatever it was? And what was kind of your takeaway from that? Honestly, I, there, I, there wasn't – I'm new to – to that whole type of recruiting scene uh, as far as like, you know, talking to teams and you know, so it was foreign to me. I, I, I went with uh, zero expectations uh, with anybody who I spoke with. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, uh, but I knew that I, there was things that I wanted to ask and questions that uh, I wanted to have answered. And uh, one of the biggest things I took out of that conversation, we, we spoke for about two and a half hours. And there wasn't really much of a quiet moment between any of us. And I walked off the, the, that phone call, and I talked to Brianna, and I said, man, <laughs> I really enjoyed that conversation. This went really well. And I always thought that um, this was going to be an opportunity, as I said from early on. I thought it was going to be an opportunity for me to, to come here. And I think there's a lot of positives for me and why I wanted to do that. Um, to answer your question about what I wanted to hear, it was it was more of just getting to know them and, and getting to know their organization. And uh, the message I tried to get across to, to them was, look, I don't want to just impact your team on the field. I want to impact your entire organization. And this could possibly uh, be, you know, uh, my final contract at, at some point. And I want to leave a, you know, an imprint on this organization uh, for what I'm, whenever I am finished playing. Jim in the back. Josh right here. Jim Rich with Fox 9 here in Minneapolis. You took a one-year prove-it deal with Atlanta. How much confidence did you have in yourself to put yourself in a situation like that where you had to go out there and prove that you could still do this to set you up so you could pick where you'd want to go from here? Yeah, I mean, I think it took a lot of confidence. Uh, there was definitely other options out there. Um, with that being said, uh, I, that's all I've known is one-year deals. This is the first time, really, I've had an opportunity to sign a long-term contract, and it, it makes it very that much more special for me that that this organization uh, believes in me and wants wants to be a part of me and, and wants me to be a part of their organization for as many years as they've signed me up for. Um, so. 
as well as it took confidence to do that, it's taken you know confidence in, in this organization to to believe in me, and um, that's something that I do not take lightly. Doe, middle. Hey, Josh. Doe Young Park with MLB.com right here. Uh, I heard on the other side of that phone call from your direction, you also shared with the Twins kind of the, kind of the adversity and the hurdles that you've faced throughout your career and mm -hmm. how you want to impart some of that wisdom to your new teammates. Could you elaborate yeah. a little as to kind of what those lessons have been and what you hope to impart to those teammates? Well, I mean, I, I think uh, throughout my career, um, I've experienced a lot of different things that most guys that are, are that have walked through the in this situation now haven't experienced I've been the worst player in the big leagues. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to get sent down four or five times. Uh, I know what it's like to kind of be, to having, you know, family calling you, tell, asking you about this, that, what's going on. Um, and that's where a lot of people don't understand, uh, especially for guys who are, you know, close to you know, sent down back and forth or and then in, in turn, having success and then now now it's having expectations you know a lot of you know i'm sure this organization had expectations from last year to have success but uh to my knowledge and from what i just my own you know personal baseball fandom you know i felt like the twins exceeded expectations of what people thought of what they did now this year there's going to be expectations and uh for guys to go out there and and improve upon what they've done and I've went through those battles I've went through those experiences and to you know help give guys advice and you know to to be able to keep the room light at times when it needs to be and then sometimes to keep the room a little bit serious and hey this is what we got to do um there's no ifs ands or but about it this is what needs to happen and let's go accomplish it Pat here in the middle yeah, Pat Borsey with MinPost.com. Josh, you mentioned your numbers at Target Field. Everyone's familiar with that. Why do you think you've hit so well here? I don't know. I mean, uh, if you've ever played golf, and I'm an, uh, an avid golfer in the offseason, I, I just think there's certain golf holes that set up to your eye. For some reason, the stadium sets up well for me. Uh, maybe it's the background, however however it's been. But I don't know. I've, I've taken a personal liking to it. I've had some great experiences here. And um, I'm looking forward to doing and putting up even more numbers here. Betsy, in the middle. Hi, Josh. Betsy with the Pioneer Press. Um, was there anyone else you talked to um, future teammate-wise in terms of getting a better sense of the organization and what it might be like to play here? Uh, you know, I've talked, to, I've talked to guys that I've talked to. I mean, I kind of relied on my agent for knowledge as far as that was concerned because I didn't really want to – in today's society, you don't want to get things leaked out too much. You know, it's very easy for that stuff to happen. So I try to keep a lot of things kind of uh, in, inside my team that I had built around me and to just kind of get an understanding and, and trusting that process. Josh, on your right, Brandon. Hey, Josh, Brandon Warren, Zone Coverage. Uh, your deal is the most lucrative the Twins have handed out in free agency ever. What does it mean to be viewed that way by this club for you? Yeah, as I said earlier, uh, as far as the the tenure, the how, the length of it, um, the amount of dollars, it's very um, the length of it. More so to me, has been is, is very uh, meaningful because I, I've been on one year deals. I, I'd signed a two year deal out of arbitration, uh, but since then it's been one year deals. So I mean, obviously that means a lot to me for the amount of time that this organization is uh, willing to for me to be a part of it 
And, um, you know, for it to be the most lucrative deal uh, in, in the Twins free agency franchise, uh, I know Joe Maurer signed a really nice deal here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously for, for, re for good reasons. Um, you know, that, that amount of commitment, you know, for my family, my friends, the, my agency, I, how much that means to us is I can't express those words. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to do that just because it's so meaningful. And uh, this is what I've worked my entire life for ever since I was uh, five years old. And uh, there's a lot of sacrifices that have been made and, you know, that I'm continuing to make to this day. Uh, it doesn't stop. On your right, John. Uh, John Bonus, TwinsDaily.com. You talked a little bit about how long you've waited for this moment, and it ended up being even a little bit longer because of signing so late in the mm -hmm. offseason. Can you talk a little bit about the process and, and why it ended up taking till within the last month of before pitchers and catchers report before you signed? Well, I, I think that the biggest reason of why is because we wanted as much clarity as possible. And we wanted to, to there not to be any surprises. Uh, we, we, my agency and I, we really did a thorough investigation of every organization that was out there. And we wanted to weigh the options, pros, cons, everything that we, you know, between uh, all of us. And we, after, at the end of it, we felt that this is the best uh, place for me to be and for me to be able to come out and help this organization win and continue to be successful. Before left, Derek. We're here, Josh. Derek Wetmore, Score North Radio in the Twin Cities. Uh, Mid-30s, some guys are winding down at this time. You're signing a long-term deal. What do you attribute that to, your ability to stay in such a good groove with your glove and with your bat? Yeah, I mean, I think, as I said earlier, there was a lot of sacrifices that I've made. There's been diet sacrifices. There's been off-season sacrifices, time uh, spent, you know, uh, training. Uh, you know, continue your as – a, as an athlete, your body is always evolving and changing. And to try to stay on board with how it's evolving and trying to figure those things out. Um, I had a rough patch there for a little bit. And to be able to, in uh, 17 and 18, and then to be able to come back from 19, and then how I feel out throughout this offseason has been, um, you know, it's been very successful feeling. And as I said earlier, and I, I know I keep alluding to this, but the amount of sacrifice that I've put into this to be able to be here today uh, makes it makes it worth it. The center, Eric. Josh, Eric Perkins, uh, CARE 11, NBC. Uh, this, this team, this franchise, took a major step forward last season. Uh, the signing of you probably only makes those expectations even more lofty. You talked a little bit about expectations before. Can you talk about just you, what your thoughts are on how good this team can be? Well, you know, I try not to limit uh, players individual teams to number so I'm not going to talk too much about number wise I think what makes an organization successful is being a, to have the mindset to go out there and play to win for each day you know our and, and then on top of that evolving that mindset to say hey we expect to win each and every day and what is it going to take for us to do that uh, we ha the players are going to be in the room uh, the staff is going to be in the room to give us the ability to go do that day in and day 
for us, it's important to, to keep the mindset in the right spot and to stay focused on the end goal and also accomplishing our short-term goals, uh, which is winning. And that's, as I said, that's all I care about. Front row here on the right, Dave. Hey, Josh, Dave Campbell with Associated Press. Hey, what's, what's the origin of the Bringer of Rain nickname? How far does it go back? Yeah, it goes back to um, uh, a TV series called Spartacus Blood and Sand. It's not PG-13, so <laughs> TVMA. So keep that in mind. But it just goes back to... Uh, Spartacus, he, he killed some, he killed a legend in the arena and the place was on a drought for three months, three or four months of no rain. Obviously rain was how they got their water. And then after he, after he you know, he won. That's what, that's what it's about. Conquering. <laughs> yeah, he conquered. And, um, you know, it started to rain. So he got the name Spartacus, bringer of rain. And so I said, you know what, I feel like I've, I've, uh, conquered some giants in my world. Uh, I like the nickname, I'm gonna take it. Stay <laughs> <laughs> here on the right with Lavelle. Rocco, uh, your new third baseman played in 155 games last year. Uh, have you explained to him that there's a nap room here and that the chances of that happening uh, may, not, <laughs> may not be very high? And Josh, what do you think about Rocco's views on uh, rest and recovery? So we actually spent some time on this. We, when, when we were, uh, on the phone, we, we talked about pretty much everything there is to talk about. Um, but one thing we got into was uh, some of the way that we operate. And it was actually Josh that kind of drove a lot of the conversation, um, wanted to know as much as he could about the day-to-day, the -day, some of the things we believe in. Uh, you know, we just actually about 30 minutes ago referenced the, the nap room being uh, available, which he said he's going to take advantage of at some point. Um, but also the way that we, you know, we have rotated our players. and, and uh, you know, Josh pays a lot of attention to his body. It's something that he talks about um, a lot. He's very aware of it. He's very aware of how he feels, how he, how he has to treat himself. Um, all that being said, um, he's acknowledged, he acknowledged it on the phone in the conversation, too, um, that he likes to play and he wants to be out there. Uh, that being said, it comes down to, to discussion. It comes down to the day-to-day, -day, having good uh, conversations, good relationships with your guys and, and talking about um, how that's all going to play out. I, I would foresee him playing a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, there are also days where when you take a day, it allows you to set up and, and play the next uh, 10 or 15 games or whatever it is. So um, I think this is something that uh, there's no way to answer it right now completely. Um, but as the season gets going, it's just that being able to have that conversation with the guy in the office, at the locker, in the hallway, see how everyone's feeling, see how everyone's doing, and, and Josh is in on that. Joe in the middle. I see you got number 24 on your jersey. Is, is that the number? Yeah. We're... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean uh, we're still in conversations, but whether it is or not, uh, you know, 24, well, we're going to decide that. And there's still conversations that need to be had, I feel like. I think 24 looks really good, too. Yeah. I, I know, I know he, loves he's it. Had, I, I love 24. Yeah. Um, I like it, too. Manny Ramirez. Yeah, he was one of my guys who I like to watch. Derek, on your left. 
hey, uh, this one's for Derek, actually. Um, you guys had a 101-win season last year, scored a bunch of runs, set a major league home run record. A lot of fans were looking for uh, a lot of additions on the pitching side of things, and you've brought in now one of the biggest bats on the market. Can you talk about your thought process this winter and how it evolved to have you know Josh sitting here beside you today? Sure. I, you know, I, I would think, um, you know, as we looked at, as I said earlier, uh, starting out this, this press conference, we talked about impact and, and trying to find ways to uh, find guys who really were needle movers. And, and there's very few of those guys available during the course of the conversation at any position, really. Josh was one of them, and he was on a real small subset of potential players that we talked about. Um, I would say that, you know, as we look at our, our team going into the offseason, it was a unique year where Jose Barrios, and then we had some free agents, um, you know, after that with some young guys beyond it. But to bring in guys, you know, bring Jake Odorizzi back and Michael Pineda back and to add Rich Hill and Homer Bailey and other guys, like we have some guys here that are uh, chomping at the bit to get out there and, and, and pitch for us. But it, really, this is a, more about Josh in terms of what he can bring to the team. He's talked about it and alluded to it. He's going to elevate the, the game of everyone around him, whether it's pitchers, position players, offensively, defensively. And our focus was on trying to find ways to, to make this team as, as best it could be. And I think in, in Josh, we, we got someone who's going to do that for us. Back here on the right, Brandon. Hey, Josh, how are you going to make your teammates better? And like what do you think the process will be like to kind of get used to a new clubhouse that you're going to be around for a long time because you're coming into kind of a, a brand new situation? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost is having conversations with all the guys, just as Rocco did last year coming in as a you know new manager. You want to try to get to know each and every individual out there. And, and first and foremost, let them know that you care and you want these guys to succeed and to continue to succeed. I think what's important is uh, throughout the course of, my playing career, I've got to play with a lot of great players, and I've got to pick their minds and, and understand what, what they think makes them great as well and how they went about their business and seeing how they how they go about their business. And I think guys are going to you know get to, a chance to see that with me, and they've probably seen that with Nelson Cruz and um, you know the Joe Maurer types uh, have went about their business in a very professional manner. Uh, I think for me it's – you know, I, I I try to talk to everybody on the team. I don't just single out a couple people, hitters, whatever. I, I like to talk to pitchers after their outings. I like to go over things, what I feel is their strengths, and especially if I've had at-bats off guys, there's, there's even more conversation to be had to where I think that they could be successful at. You've been listening to the Josh Donaldson press conference from Wednesday at Target Field. You'll be able to hear Josh make his Twins radio debut over the course of the weekend on the main stage at Twins Fest. Twins Fest, of course, gets underway Friday night, 4 o'clock, the doors open until 9 o'clock, and then Saturday from 9 until 6, we'll have programming on the main stage, and you can uh, go ahead and log in. I'd be at twinsbaseball.com and find the live stream of all of the various programming that will occur throughout the course of Twins Fest from the main stage, including, again, a chance to hear more from Josh Donaldson. That'll do it for us. Another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll see you again next week right here in your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network.